The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Passion, a show about love, sex, and relationships. Tuesday nights, I answer your questions. We call this Trouble Tuesdays. But first, first and foremost, let's all wish CJD a very happy 75th. Can you believe it? 75 years on the air. And I feel so, so blessed to be part of this family. And and for so many years, in fact, and so grateful that you have let me into your homes for close to 22 years. Uh, my first um, my first time on radio was about 30 years ago at our sister station, and then I did that for eight years. It was a, a once a week uh, once a week show, and then I got offered this time slot in 1999 on CJD. And I have to tell you, never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined that this would be my career. I did not set out to have a career in radio. The radio came to me and I just took it up. So uh, thank you. Thank you all for making it possible because if it wasn't for you, our our listeners and the listeners to this show, I I don't think I would still be here 22 years later. So I appreciate it. Um, My love to my CJED family. There are so many people to name and so many people that I've had the honor and pleasure of working beside. And uh, I have to say, I think I loved, love every Every single person that I've met at CJD, it is an incredible family. Uh, Now, our passion poet did write a poem uh, for this occasion, which I actually posted on my uh, Facebook page, and it's on the CJD Facebook page as well. Uh, Let me see if I can find the whole thing here. Um, I think I only have half of it. Oh, no. Um, Let's see. There was George Balkin and Gordon Sinclair with Jack Finnegan and Rick Lechner. So many names since 1945. Many have passed, many still alive. J. Arthur DuPont took his initials and added a C. Today is 75 years of CJD. News and talk radio giving English Montreal a say. We wish the station a happy birthday. So many personalities have graced the mic. All of them we have come to like, keeping us informed show after show. No one graces the mic better than Lori Batito. Uh, 22 years of passion, 75 years of CJD, now streaming on the internet, touching the shores from sea to sea. Happy 75th birthday to a great station with a great broadcasting team, the English voice of Montreal, informative talk radio, its theme. Thank you for that. That was really beautiful and a beautiful tribute to our radio station. So that's why I posted it on the CJD page for all the rest of the listeners to also have a look at. If you want to write to me tonight, if you have a question, uh, you want to talk something out, please send it uh, along to 514-800. That's uh, on the text board. Of course, you're always welcome to call in. And I'm happy to hear some of your earlier, earlier uh, CJD stories. If you've been a a CJD listener for a long time, uh, I'd love to hear some of your your thoughts as well. You can call in at 514-790-0800 or text in at 514-800. 800. Uh, So this is uh, some leftovers on the text that if you remember the last time we spoke, there was questions about uh, the taste of sperm and people were 
texting in some different ideas. And this gentleman writes in, from the perspective of a gay man, if he wants his sperm to taste better for his female partner, stop smoking. It tastes so bitter, I could not do it. My boyfriend gave up smoking for six months. The result was perfect. So sometimes our listeners can give us some uh, some good advice as well. And on the same topic, why does my lover say my vagina tastes salty? Uh, well, it just like semen has a naturally bitter taste, um, vaginal secretions can have a naturally salty taste. I don't have all the the biology behind it. I'm sure I could find that for you in terms of what it's made up of, but, uh, but that's generally what it is. Uh, Dr. Lori, loyal listener, I find having foreskin and not being circumcised makes me too sensitive and ejaculate fast. What do you think? Well, how would you know that it's the foreskin that would do that? You have nothing to compare it to, first of all. And if I just share with you the science, the studies behind that is that uh, in men who have had later circumcisions, there has really been no change in uh, sensations. And actually, you would think that post-circumcision, there would be more sensitivity, uh, and maybe initially that would be the case, but no, that wouldn't be uh, necessarily the reason. So if you're suffering from uh, premature ejaculation, we could talk about that, but first we have to find out what do you consider too fast? So if you look at the majority of men um, will ejaculate somewhere between two and five minutes of thrusting. So that's just during intercourse. That doesn't include all the foreplay or the afterplay or anything like that. So that's the majority of men. Usually we consider somebody to be premature when it's under 10 thrusts or under um, a minute. So if that's your case, then we can talk about it. And there are different options available. There are psychological, uh, ex like there are exercises, uh, rather uh, like sex therapy, which would be like physical, specific physical exercises that you uh, could do, like the stop and start technique. And then there, if it's very severe, there's also the uh, option of looking at some uh, medication that could delay the uh, the ejaculation. So that's something that you you could absolutely look into. Texter wants to know where does the fluid come from in female ejaculation? That's a really good question. So it's a, a it's a fluid that is produced by a gland. It's called the Skene's gland akin to the prostate gland, basically. So with the stimulation of that area, which is usually around the, the G-spot area, the Skene's glands can produce this fluid, which then travels through to the urethra. And so it comes out the same place that your uh, urine comes out of, which is why a lot of people mistake it for urine uh, when in fact it's not, even though the liquid that comes out may contain traces of urine because it's coming out of the same place. But even in a in, in a, a bladder that's been emptied, uh, once stimulated, the skin's glands will produce the, the liquid, which will then get in there. And so we'll feel like a, like it's full and needs to be released. And so that is the, uh, the female ejaculation, but it's not as much liquid as, 
uh, like a urine, uh, a flow of urine, for example, something like that. I actually have a few more questions about female ejaculation that will uh, be answered coming up. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's Trouble Tuesdays. I answer your questions tonight, so you can send them in at 514-800, or you can call in 514-790-0800. So more on female ejaculation. Do all women squirt? And if they do, how can we help women do this? Love your show. And also adds, how do I squirt for my boyfriend? Uh, So, well, you're not doing it for anybody else. Uh, you're not there as a performer, but, um, so to answer the question, do all women do this? The answer is no. Do all women have the possibility? We don't know. That's the, uh, that's, there's a mystery still when it comes to female ejaculation. We know that it's related somehow to stimulation of what we used to think is the G spot. It's an, it's that area on the outer wall of the vagina, about uh, two inches in or so, uh, that if that is massaged with a finger on the inside or a sex toy that goes in that direction, that that can produce a sensation, which uh, some women have experienced, women will tell you they feel the urge. It's like an urge to urinate, but that oftentimes women won't let go because they fear that that that's what they're going to be doing. When in fact, that is, uh, can be, that's the female ejaculation actually. So stimulation of that, but not every woman likes that sensation or has this, it has the same impact on their sensation. If you want to try, the best thing is to have your partner put in a finger and do a come here motion, you know, with your, like, with your finger as if you're telling somebody to come here uh, and, and do that and stimulate that area. And other people say, okay, it's not really the G spot, that it's really part of the structure of the clitoris, which has these bulbs on each side. And so it, it's still quite, even to this day, it, we only have discovered really that the clitoris is such a huge structure or it's only come to light in the last, you know, decade or so. Uh, so we're still finding out more and more, but that would be how you could try, but don't, you know, don't, don't make that the goal or like once you're in your head too much and you're thinking, Oh, I really should do this. I want to, what if I don't, you're just going to shut off like the, the, the wiring between your brain and, and your body. So best is to relax, get the right uh, amount of stimulation. And if it works great, if not, it's not something you really should, um, worry about so much. Uh, my personal CJD story goes way back. My parents listened loyally. I was going to school and the only time I listened was in the winter to hear if my school was on the list of closures for snow day. Yes, that's, uh, I can, uh, relate to that <laughs> very much. So, um, all right. So let's see if we take a, a caller here. We have Steven on the line. Hi, Steven. Hi, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, and uh, I, I forgot to call in today to say happy birthday, CJD, but happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. What can I do um, for you? Uh, I've been in a relationship for like 
14 years. Okay. How old are you? I'm 56. Okay. Everything was fine, uh, except uh, we got divorced. I've been uh, alone for about seven years now. Okay. Any dating? I just, that's the question. I just met someone. Okay. And I cannot um, perform. Perform. Exactly. I cannot perform and I don't know why. Okay. And so I, a, a couple I, of questions. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's the package. I just can't perform anymore. Okay. I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. Um, sure. First of all, do you have, do you get morning erections? No. No morning erections. Are you able to get an erection with masturbation? If, yeah, if I try, yeah. So you are able to get one with masturbation? Yeah. Okay. So then that would tell me that the problem is psychological rather than physical? Because the plumbing, the, the plumbing works, right? You would, if you did, if you had trouble with your erections during yeah, masturbation. It's like I, 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 it's like I have gas that's unleaded, you know? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I think, I think what it is, is what we call performance anxiety. So okay. it, it could be your, your brain is getting in the way. You're afraid, you're nervous. It's been a long time since you've had a, a partner. It, you just need to take things real slow and let your partner know this is your first time in a long time and that, yes, you're nervous. You should also know that uh, at your age, it can take a little longer to get there. You may not get spontaneous erections or just by looking, you may, you know, she might need to, to stimulate you. Um, it can take longer and more direct stimulation to get there. So that's also important to know. So you're not going to yeah. perform like you did when you were 30. No, um, that's, okay. that's, what I, that's what I told her and we talked about it. Good. And it just doesn't seem to happen. It's just, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Well, it's you and your, but it's you in your head. It's you and the situation. It's not her. It's not about her or how you feel about her. It's more about how nervous you are. So how can I try to fix it? Well, the way to fix that really is to take your time to be able to talk about it, to be sexual. Like you can, you don't need your penis to make her feel good. You can do all kinds of things to her. And as you start to feel more and more comfortable and safe, then uh, that anxiety should dissipate. But you have to give yourself some time. Okay. Thank All you. Right? Thank All right. All right. All right, Stephen. My pleasure. You take care. All right. Question. Uh, what's the purpose of the female ejaculation liquid? That's, that's a, a good question. How does it, how is it supposed to enhance the reproduction or, or reproduction. Mm, yeah, no, uh, you're right. What is the purpose? No clue. Uh, I don't think it has an evolutionary biological uh, purpose. That's a really good question. Can our Google guy look that up and see if there is some history on this in terms of some, maybe somebody wrote about this from an evolutionary perspective, I have not seen it, but that's a very, uh, very interesting question. Uh, my boyfriend likes to take all his clothes off the minute he gets home. He also has no hesitation 
to masturbate wherever and whenever he pleases. Is that normal? This question from Ontario. Um, I hope you don't have kids at home. <laughs> That's my first thought. And he doesn't take the time to go kiss you. Hello. Hi, honey. How was your day? This sounds a little bit odd to me. Um, masturbation is a solo experience. It should be done in private. That's what we teach children, don't we? Maybe he never learned his lesson. I understand the liking to take your clothes off. A lot of women like to take their bras off when they get home or whatever, take off the constriction. I don't know if he's parading around naked with an erection. Like if it makes you uncomfortable, please tell him. This makes me uncomfortable. If we live together, this is not good. This is not cool for me. Uh, we all have boundaries and your boundaries are, uh, are okay. Uh, all women can uh, squirt. I have made all women I have been with squirt. Most are first time squirters. G-spot stimulation gently. Relax and let yourself go. Um, look, you're in one regard, you're right, is that a lot of women hold themselves back. There's no question about that, that a lot of women don't quite understand what's happening. All they feel is a sensation to urinate and they're afraid. They do not want to pee on their partners. So many will hold back. But if they do let it go and they do relax, they will notice if they take a good look at the fluid, it isn't yellow, it doesn't smell like urine, it doesn't taste, not that I've tasted urine, but it, it doesn't have the same properties at all. It's a clear liquid with no smell and no taste. So uh, for those women who have had that feeling that they would want to urinate, see what happens if you let go. Uh, that's one way to certainly test it. And Catherine writes us, uh, just wanted to wish happy birthday to you and CJD for being there. And it's been great hearing you on the air with all of your wonderful advice and guests over the last 20 years. Well, Catherine, thank you for being such a loyal listener for all of these years. That's wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, is he staining all the furniture and leaving spots on the floor? Well, if there's stains, usually uh, the the liquid does not stain. It will not stain the sheets. But if you're with somebody who tends to be a uh, a squirter, you should just you know put a towel down or what have you. That's something that uh, you can certainly do. Coming up, your stupid sex story of the night, uh, more of uh, your birthday uh, wishes for CJD uh, 800. It's our 75th anniversary today. So if you have any stories that you would like to share, of course, you're welcome to do that here at 514-800 and uh, lots more of your questions as well coming up. Right now, let's check in with the CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. All right, first your stupid sex story, and then, I don't know, question after question on female ejaculation. Um, sometimes the shows end up having a particular theme, and that's okay. Here's the headline. Mum falls in love with her son's best friend. Whenever I see mum, M-U-M, I know this is a British story. Uh, so yes, uh, a woman has revealed how she fell in love with her son's best friend, who is 22 years her junior. Tell me if that would creep you out if that was 
you know, your son, for example. Anyway, she's 42 years old and says she was attracted instantly to this guy, 20, when her son introduced the pair. And then it goes on to talk about how the, the, the two boys' friendship evolved over gaming, and then they finally met, and then uh, apparently the sparks flew the minute uh, they met. When he came to visit, she said, I was so excited to see him. I kept stealing glances at him around the house. Every day I had to tell myself I was too old for him and stop being daft. I thought it was just a silly crush. She drove him back to his home and she remembered as we chatted away about our lives, I had no idea how mature he was. When we arrived, he suddenly leaned in and kissed me in the car. I couldn't believe it. I had no idea. He fancied me too. I was over the moon. Um, within six days, the kid's mom, this 20 year old mom discovered their text messages and kicked him out of the house. Uh, the woman says I was heartbroken. He had nowhere to live. So I told him to come stay with us. Uh, and next I needed to come clean to my son, but I was terrified that night. I told him that we had romantic feelings for each other. I explained that if he did immediately as neither of us wanted to sacrifice our relationship with him, the son shrugged his shoulders and told me he was fine with it. I'd never felt, uh, so relieved. So she says, of course they get looks, uh, when they hold hands in public, for example, uh, even someone from my family, she says, accused me of grooming him and threatened to call the police. We were both horrified. She goes on to say, he has given me a new lease on life. And apparently this, her, her son and this guy are still best friends and it hasn't affected their relationships, their relationship. Um, yeah, didn't get the blessing from the sons, uh, from the the the, the boyfriend's uh, mother, though. They're hoping she will one day. And she says, I don't see why people judge our relationship when we are simply happy and in love. Most of the time we forget we have an age gap anyway. So, you know, sometimes age gaps just seem shocking. Uh, it, if it was reversed, would it be as shocking? Um, I wonder. I, I really don't know. All right, couple of texts here on more female ejaculation. First of all, I think somebody did research, or maybe this is a doctor, I don't know, says we hypothesize. So I don't know who the we is. I'd love you to identify yourself. We hypothesize that female ejaculation has a unique function, producing a secretion into the urethra that provides protection from urinary tract infections. We further predict that female ejaculation contains antimicrobial compounds, including elements such as zinc. So there is a hypothesis about this. I don't know how much of it has been researched or what have you, but this is what is hypothesized. Uh, another texter says, um, does a female ejaculate come from the same source as that which makes a woman wet when stimulated? So no, it does not. Lubrication comes from the walls of the vagina, and this is produced in the skein's glands, which, which then goes in through the uh, urethra. So not at all the same. Another text writes, my husband likes female ejaculation so much that he makes sure I drink plenty of liquids and encourages me to let go totally during my climax. Both of us 
us love it. So in this case, you would find a mixture of urine uh, and uh, and the liquid from the skein's gland. So in this case, you, you might because you have a, a full bladder, but if you empty your bladder, then you wouldn't. Uh, is it normal that female ejaculate sometimes has a bit of white bubbles in it? Uh, I don't know, bubbles like as in like soda or I'm not quite, quite sure. Uh, I, I really don't have the answer to that. Uh, I'm a female and have ejaculated. Sometimes there is a pee smell. So sometimes you, there can be some urine in there. And so again, if your, if your bladder is completely emptied, there, yes, there may be some remnants in the, in the urethra, but generally speaking, there is not a pee smell. Uh, so it all depends. If you're like the other woman who drinks a lot before having sex, then there would be urine uh, mixed in with that as well. And text writes, no taste. I beg to differ. Squirt has a taste, but pretty much all the same taste, small variations. Closest I can compare it to is flat ginger ale. So at least it's pleasant. Ginger ale is not so bad. Uh, hi, Lori. I just wanted to wish CJD and all its employees a happy 75th birthday and many more successful years ahead to look forward to. And a personal thank you for your proper contribution in sharing your expertise and assisting and enlightening listeners for 22 consecutive loyal years. Thank you. Uh, that's very sweet. Another thank you here. I want to thank you for your show. I started listening when I was 17 and through the information you provide and the stories your listeners tell this community, I became more comfortable with the idea of my own sexuality and more confident in how real people do look, not like porn stars. Ha ha. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Um, how old are the happy couple again that I call the, the 42 and 20? That was the uh, the age gap between the woman was 42 and the guy was uh, 20 years old. Another tech, uh, this was a, an email actually, and don't forget you can always email me uh, your questions to laurie at drlaurie.com anytime uh, during uh, the week or, or what have you. And I, I read and I answer some of your questions at the beginning of every show. My wife and I want to tell you how much we enjoyed last night's view. It was interesting and entertaining. The poem the night before Christmas had us laughing in bed. Then the poem for the view is very good and your two guests liked it very much as well. We were wondering if the poet writes poems or commercial jingles for a living. Cannot be a truck driver like me, LOL. Thank you for a great show and look forward to the Boomer Show. We are big fans of as well. Lori rocks. Thank you, Raymond, for that. Uh, so the passion poet is an IT guy, I believe. Um, passion poet, you can correct me on the text board, but uh, he is not a, uh, doesn't do jingles. He could work for Hallmark uh, if he wanted to, I suppose, but no, he doesn't write commercials, doesn't write jingles. But you know, he might have, uh, he might be able to write copy for uh uh, for commercials. Why not? That uh, would be something. Uh, text writes, and if in porn, women sometimes pee when climaxing. Is this possible? Well, in porn, they're doing other things too. So yeah, a, a lot of it is produced and y there's 
tricks, there's camera angles, there's all kinds of things because most women do not let go of that much liquid as you see in, uh, in porn. So just wanted to share that. Uh, coming up, more of your questions and someone else wants me to read the night before Christmas poem again, which I will do. Uh, it's coming up. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Trouble Tuesdays, you still have a bit of time to send in your questions. First of all, I want to thank Brian, who did some of the research on female ejaculation and its function, which he said he cut and pasted from PubMed, listed at the National Library of Medicine. Brian, totally appreciate you. You are an honorary uh, uh, researcher for uh, passion now. So I appreciate it. And the passion poet writes, I'm in IT telecoms networks. Poems are a pastime for Lori. So I think he's only started writing poems through this show, which is interesting, right? Uh, let's see more questions in porn. Women sometimes pee when climaxing. Is this possible? Yes, it's possible. If they have a full bladder, uh, they can, which is very different with men's biology because men can't urinate and ejaculate at the same time. It's like one door closes while the other door opens, whereas it's not that women don't uh, have that uh, same thing happening. Uh, let's see. Hello, Dr. Laura. I met a man three months ago and we have a fantastic relationship. This is from Ontario. Only thing is he finds it exciting for me not to pee until I totally lose control and pee my pants. He says he loves the look of total desperation before I lose control. Do you think this will escalate or is this the end of his kinky side? Well, it's hard for me to know what, what his kink is really. Does he get aroused from watching you pee your pants? Does he do this in the bedroom? Does he want you to do this in public? Like that's humiliating for you. So is there something, is the kink part of him watching, like is there a sadistic part to, the, to his, his kink? Like you, you want to talk to him a little bit more to find out. Usually when, when I talk to people who have kinks, they have more than one. So you might want to find out how far this will go. And why don't you ask him the question, how far does your kink go? Like I'm willing to do this, but not all the time or, and it's also not good for you physically to hold in your, to hold your bladder uh, on a regular basis to get to a place where you're so uncomfortable that you have to then urinate. It's not healthy for you to do that. Uh, so it's, um, I, I don't know. I'd love to know more though. Dr. Lori, my boyfriend and I don't say I love you to each other. We've been together for one year, nine months. That's interesting. He used to say it, but stopped. When we talked about it a few months ago, he couldn't come right out and say that he loves me. He does many things to make me comfortable and shows how much he cares, but still know I love you. Isn't this weird? I would say yes, and I would say this warrants a conversation where you say, I find it strange that uh, we're not saying I love you to each other. First of all, what happens when you say it? So is he holding back because he wants you to say it too? Uh, or are you not saying it as much as he's not saying it? And what game is, is happening here? So I think it's really important um, to be able to 
discuss this openly after almost two years together, you should be able to have a conversation uh, about the meaning of this relationship, where this relationship is going, where he wants it to go, where you want it to go. I think that's, uh, he's the one that you have to, uh, to ask. Absolutely. Remind people to be careful what they say around their kids because they're repeating that at school. My son just told me that people putting up Christmas lights are idiots. I I don't know where he heard that, but kids do have big ears and they do hear everything. And if you've, if you're a swearer, you're going to hear your three-year-old start to swear too, without knowing what they're saying or doing. So, um, absolutely. And funny story about that, that they, that kids do repeat just from my own life. My, you know, as you know, I've spoken to my kids about sexuality from uh, a, a very, very young age. And at, at five years old, my daughter asked me how babies are made. And I gave her a, a five, you know, an appropriate five-year-old answer to, to how that's done. And then in school, they were playing in, uh, in Dolly Corner and there was a kid showing uh, the other kids, I guess, and my daughter was there, how, um, how babies are made, like using dolls. And my sister, uh, my sister, my daughter was like, no, that's not how it works. This is how babies are made. And then that other kid went home, told their mom and their mom freaked that my daughter somehow, you know, broke the innocence of this other child. And I had to have a conversation with my kid to say, look, not all children's parents want them to know the information that you know. And even though there's nothing wrong with, with, with this information, what have you, let's try and, uh, and not, you know, talk, let the, let the, their parents tell them rather than you tell them. So I remember having that conversation, which I thought was, uh, very interesting. Uh, on the kink further, hi, Dr. He enjoys putting his hand between my legs when I pee my pants. At the beginning, it was weird for me, but now I enjoy it. I just, I just worry about you holding your pee too much and that causing potential urinary tract infections for you and things like that. Um, my mother was always honest about everything and always answered every question truthfully. And I do the same for my kids. And I think that is the way to go because if you tell them lies about things they're curious about, you will lose credibility with them because they will find out you lied. Like if you tell them, oh, the babies are brought home from the stork and they find out that's not at all how babies uh, are made or come into being, you will lose uh, credibility for sure. All right. Let me end with the poem, uh, the naughty poem that somebody wants me to repeat. And it's fun enough that uh, I will repeat it. Uh, Here it is. Twas the night before Christmas. Christmas. It happened in our house. It's a little naughty, by the way. I couldn't breathe with that big thing in my mouth. I was tied up on the bed and totally bare, frightened that old St. Nick might not might see me there. Then he untied me and flipped me over. I pretended to be Lassie and he pretended to be Rover. Then a noise downstairs, there was a clatter. He ran downstairs to see what was the matter. Then in through the window, a fat man in red, it was St. Nick seeing me nude in bed. I was too shocked to move and filled with fear. He called me a ho, 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 and he called his reindeer. Now Dasher, now Prancer, now Cupid, now Blixen, now Donner, now Cupid. Let's show this hot vixen. My head was in pain from it hitting the wall. Old Santa yelling, come one, come all. They all jumped out the window, all gone in a flash. My husband walked in, seeing the wall all smashed. There was snow on the floor. 
What the hell happened here? I said, Santa came by to spread some good cheer. Then a voice was heard. We saw a sleigh with a light. A Merry Christmas to all. Santa got laid tonight. (laughs) Ah, very, very cute. All right, uh, another text here. I remember hearing a story about my brother taking over for the sex ed teacher at his school because she was teaching it. She wasn't teaching it properly. Yeah, that that would sound like my kids would have done exactly uh, exactly that, actually, most likely. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for spending your evening with me and for being, for those of you who have been with me for over 20 years, uh, I love you all. I thank you for our new listeners. Welcome. I hope you will uh, hang out with us uh, more often. And once again, happy anniversary to our wonderful station, CJAD, for being here and for being here for all of us. It really truly is a community uh, radio station in so many ways. Thank you to my wonderful producer, Dave Simon, who's been with me for a number of years as well. Couldn't do this show without him. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com, where you can also find the past podcasts of the show, plus a couple of TED Talks I did, plus uh, information on my book and such. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. <laughs>